This episode is sponsored by Harmony, a personal enrichment course for women. Work-life balance is unattainable, but you can achieve Harmony. Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching is excited to offer Harmony, a seven-week personal enrichment course to help women find their natural rhythm and master the multiple moving parts of their lives. Visit pathwayteam242.org for more information. Fairfully and wonderfully, I was made, created to have dominion. I am not afraid. There is no duplicate, no carbon copy of me. I am an original. I am free to be me. Welcome to Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching. At Pathway, we believe life is a journey. Thus, our podcast provides a weekly pit stop for kingdom women to pause, reflect, and refuel. I am your host, Carol G, and I am super excited to share practical, kingdom-inspired strategies to help you know your worth, love yourself unconditionally, and unapologetically be your most authentic self. Here is this week's transformative message. May it inspire you to be the best you possible. Hi! Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. Whether you are a first-time listener or you've listened to several or even all of our episodes, I am so glad that you chose to listen to this one because I know that God has something to say to you through this message. Now, when you get to the end of the message, If it inspired you to be more authentically you, I would love to hear about it. So feel free to send me a message and let me know. And of course, if you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your peeps so they can be their best selves too. We want everyone to win at this thing called life, right? I know I do. And you must want that too. We are on part four of the five part work series. If you haven't listened to the previous messages in this series, it would be a good idea for you to go back and listen to them before jumping into this message. So if you'd like, you can hit pause and look for episodes 17, 18, and 19. But nonetheless, whether you have listened to the previous messages or not, you can receive a very on-time word from God through today's message. So let's get ready to rock and roll, open your ears and your heart, and receive whatever God has for you through this message. I've been thinking a lot about the concept of believing in self, right? I'm reading this really great book that I heard about while listening to Patrice Washington's Redefining Wealth podcast. If you have never checked that out, I highly recommend that podcast And I recommend the book that I'm about to tell you about. See, for me, in my line of work, I have to continue growing and evolving. So 
I am always looking for content that will help me to be a better me because I can't ask you to be a better you if I'm not putting in the work to be a better me, right? So on any given day, I'm going to be doing at least one of the following things, reading my Bible, listening to a sermon or podcast, reading a book about growth and purpose and identity and God. Or there are just days that I glean kingdom nuggets through simple things like sweeping the floor or sitting by the beach watching a little girl play in the sand. God is always speaking to each of us. And so I encourage you to listen for what he is saying to you throughout your days. So anywho, like I was saying, I'm reading this book and it's called Believe Bigger, Discover the Path of Your Life Purpose by Marshawn Evans Daniels. I am really enjoying this book. One of the things that really stood out for me early in the book was when she said that many Christians believe in God, but don't know how to believe in themselves. Wow. That caused me to pause, right? Because I don't think I've ever had that thought before. But as soon as I read it, I felt the power in its truth. So here I am about 75% through this book. And that statement, that section is still ringing out to me. The thing about this book is even though it's a very easy read because she writes in such a conversational and captivating way, like I enjoy reading it and I can Like just to say, you know, the tone of the book, the readability of the book is easy. However, the the information that she's sharing is so power packed that I find myself reading it very slowly so that I can digest the goodness that she shares. So like I said, I'm like 75% through the book and throughout the entire time from I started reading it to now, I keep checking in with myself to see how I've been showing up less than my authentic self because I don't fully believe in myself, right? And the more I explore this concept, the more I see how not believing in me has caused me to self-sabotage in so many ways. Some of the self-sabotaging behavior that I have been able to pinpoint has been dimming my shine, silencing my voice, settling for mediocrity, bending over backwards to accommodate others, and taking responsibility for other people's stuff, right? And so that last one is where we're going to lean in this week, the responsibility part. Merriam-Webster defines responsibility as something for which one is responsible. And keeping in line with what we've been focusing on in our work series, I am going to use that definition to say that each of us is only responsible for the work God assigns to us. We are not N-O-T, capital N capital O, capital T. We are not responsible for what has been assigned to someone else. Now, I'll admit, 
Some assignments are more obvious than others. So when I say assignment here, I'm talking about the work that we engage in. And like I've been sharing throughout this series, work is not limited to what you do on your job or in your business. When I'm talking about work in this work series, I'm including professional work, housework, community work, church work, yard work, whatever it is, any action that you engage in, if it's not a thought or feeling, it's work, all right? Because work does not only involve what we're doing to generate income, to get paid. When I say assignments, I'm meaning work. Assignments and work I'm using interchangeably. So some of our assignments, what God has assigned us to do, is more obvious to decipher than other assignments. For example, if you have a dwelling place, right? If you are living somewhere, you are responsible for keeping it clean. Whether you outsource the housework to a roommate or a child or your spouse or you hire a housekeeper, ultimately you have a responsibility to pay attention to the upkeep of your home. Likewise, if you are a parent, one of your assignments is definitely to be a parent. That's obvious. This includes taking care of, training, and disciplining your child or children. So like I said, there are clear assignments. There are things in our lives that we know this is my assignment. This is my role. This is my work to do. I'm responsible for this. But then there are other assignments or commitments or work that you have undertaken. And you may be wondering, uh, is this a God assignment or is this a man assignment? Like, is this something that God wants me to do? And keep in mind, a human could have asked you to do it, right? But as a believer, you should be checking in with God to make sure that what a human is asking you to do aligns with what he wants you to do in this season. And if you have listened to the previous episodes in the series, you would have heard the reflection questions at the end of each of those. And those questions were meant to help you to distinguish between whether the things that you are doing in your life are God assigned or man assigned. So hopefully by now you've made some progress with identifying what God requires of you in this season and what he does not require. If you haven't, I encourage you to go back, listen to those episodes and write down the questions and actually answer them. Or if you prefer, you can go to our blog on our website and you can actually see the questions and just pull out your journal or your notes on your phone and sit with God and get his answers to those questions. So my sister in Christ, my brother in Christ, because I know that there are not only women who listen to these podcast episodes. Can I tell you, I have a confession and this confession started brewing like right after I released episode 19. I don't know what it is, but it seems like every 10 episodes, God and I arrive at a crossroads and he invites me to decide my next move. I did hear recently that 10 is the number for testing in the Bible. So maybe that's what's happening. But 
This is now the second 10 in this, in this podcast journey. And at episode 10 and now at episode 20, God presents me with a fork in the road, a twist, a turn, whatever you want to call it. But it's like I get to this place where I sense him saying, Carol, you can either continue in the direction that you've been going or you can take note of the significant turn that I am highlighting in the road and flow with the shift on your path. Okay, so this is what I'm sensing at this juncture. God has highlighted, has put a spotlight on his better way, which is to go with the turn. Now, the better way, which it seems obvious, like, of course, you should follow the better way. The better way requires me to let go of a previously held lie. Now, once again, you still may say, well, it's pretty obvious that you shouldn't be living a lie, but it doesn't feel like a lie because I've been living with it for so long. It feels right or normal, right? And it's normally because the lie is either based on facts and just so you know, all facts aren't truth. Something can be factual, but that doesn't mean it's truth. Truth means it aligns with what God says, okay? So the doctor may present the facts based on what we see on this report. You're going to die in one month. The truth is that you serve a healing God and God has the final say-so in when you die. So that's what I'm talking about, the difference between facts and truth. Anything that's not truth doesn't align with what God is saying. As far as I'm concerned, it's a lie. So God has been presenting to me lies that I have been living out of. Like I said, either because the lie is based on facts or it's tied to a mindset that's linked to traditions or customs of my culture. So it felt right. And even if I knew that it was something a little off about it, it at least felt good because it was familiar. And to be honest, it was comfortable because it was familiar. So that's, that's where I'm at, right? And it, 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 it hit me last week. Here I am again. At the episode 10 juncture, I had to decide whether I would continue to live bound to the lie that the only way to survive is by working hard and relying only on myself. Or I could embrace God's truth that he is able and willing to take care of me no matter what is going on. And I will be honest, I fought that. I fought that for a minute, a good minute, like a, a long minute. I wrestled to the point where I skipped a week in recording and releasing the podcast because I was struggling to embrace the truth that God really, really not just is able to take care of me, but wants to take care of me. And I don't have to earn his care, right? But if you want to hear more about that, please check out episode 10. The good news is that I eventually did lean into it. I accepted that 
God is the is really the good shepherd and I chose God's better path and I'm so glad I did. Now here I am at episode 20 and God has highlighted another better way to journey on my path with him. And as I think about it, it's really just an invitation to experience the same truth from the last time, just at a deeper level, right? So this particular invitation looks like trusting God enough to no longer give in to the pressure to accept assignments that the world or culture says a must if they do not align with what God is telling me to do, right? So what I am sensing here at this juncture is God is saying, who do you trust? Do you trust me or do you trust humans? Are you going to give in to feeling the need to comply with what people are saying you should do? Or are you going to align with what I am telling you to do? Can I tell you, it's uncomfortable. That's, that's the best I could say it. It's uncomfortable because the thing about it is that I was really excited to do this work series. You know, I was really excited because I love the message and I've seen glimpses of it. I've lived it enough to know how beneficial it is, right? So I was excited to do this work series because I was like, I want to share all this goodness that God has revealed to me with you. But to be honest, I thought I would come and share, well, this is what God says. And I believe that the first three episodes in this series, that's kind of like where I was. That's how I shared it. It was like, yeah, this is what God says to do. And this is what I'm doing. And after releasing last week's episode, and I was going through, I was feeling a lot of angst about several things that are happening. And I was like, what's this all about? And at some point, Holy Spirit says, you're not living out the work message. I'm like, what? Of course I am. I believe in this message. (laughs) But I cannot tell a lie. This past week, I realized that this series is as much for me as it is for you. And I got to be honest, I am actually sharing lessons that I'm still developing the muscles to master. I have not 100% mastered this as yet. Now, the good thing I could tell you is that I am committed to master these lessons because I've tasted the fruit. Like I said, I have been walking it out to some extent, just not a hundred percent consistently. So I've tasted the fruit and I know that the fruit of this message is good, but living it out is hard. (laughs) And it's hard because I love to be in control. I have renounced controlling Carol so many times and every so often she pops up again and she's been popping up recently and she's been saying listen we need some neat little boxes with some pretty little bows on top (laughs) because you know I am in my heart 
I 100% want to obey God. I am always willing to obey God. But what I've realized is it is often a fight between flesh and soul and spirit when I have to actually put obedience into practice, especially if it's in an area where, you know, I've been successful doing it my way. And now God is saying, shift, do it his way. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is hard. It's hard. So when I tell you that God is making sure that I have the opportunity to practice what I am preaching, believe you me, I am having multiple opportunities to decide if I'm going to walk the talk or else all the sharing is just on air. And that just makes no sense to me. So yes, I am going to live in the truth because truth is where freedom lies and I am all for freedom. Before I go any further, let me share some truths that I wholeheartedly believe. Work is an activity we do, whether for pay or not. Each of us is only responsible for the work God tells us to do. And we glorify God when we obey him and only do our assigned work. I absolutely believe all of those points. The thing is, though, even though I know those points are true, I'm still finding myself wrestling with living it out. I don't know about you, but for me, every time God calls me to a new level, I have to re-enter the refiner's fire. And for each new level, the fire gets a little hotter because it's preparing me to reveal a greater level of God's glory on earth. And this is where I find myself right now. I'm in the middle of the fire. And let me just say that it is hot right here. (laughs) Hot. Let me give you a little context for my middle of the fire experience that I'm going through right now. You may have heard me say before, I am a recovering people pleaser. I was a pro at doing what I felt people wanted me to do because I wanted them to accept me and love me. Well, you know that the purpose of the refiner's fire is to get rid of impurities, right? So yeah, this fire right now is getting rid of another level of people pleasing. So right now, the fire for me is looking like me fighting my desire to give into the pressure to take on a family assignment that I know God has not sanctioned. And you may wonder how I know. I know because I've asked him, God, is this something that you want me to do? And he has said, no. So even though I know that this is not God's will, I still have been feeling guilty and I still have been trying to figure out how I could do this thing that God has not given me the grace nor resources to do. And why am I having this fight? Because the other voices in my head and around me are loud and persistent and very convincing. And they come so close to convincing me that I'm wrong and they're right. I'm not hearing from God. I'm just being selfish 
or crazy. And I don't want them to hate me or think less of me. So it is very tempting to give in to what they are requesting. That's, that's, that's just where I'm at. I don't plan to stay here. I know I'm going to have victory over this, but it's been a struggle. Acknowledging the struggle has been helpful, but I cannot yet say that I'm 100% out of the struggle. Another way that I'm wrestling God in this fire is that I've been somewhat resenting an assignment that he has given me that does not involve direct pay. And I don't have a problem with the assignment in and of itself, but there is a part of me that has a problem with there being no pay attached to it. Yes, despite what I've said, and no, I'm not a hypocrite. I do believe and stand by everything I've said, that purpose over pay, and it's important to do what God assigned us to do and God is provision. I really believe that. Yet that is a kingdom mindset that I'm using to overwrite the world's mindset that says it's irresponsible not to work and get paid, right? And so I'm still wrestling with that a little bit. And to be honest, a big part of why it's a wrestle is because people's opinions are at play, right? I am, I'm being swayed by people's opinion of what I should be doing and how I should be operating and the fact that it doesn't make sense to do work and not get paid for it because you're an adult, right? And so, yeah, I am still in some regards allowing people's opinions to drown out my desire to align with God's will for this season. Thankfully, that story doesn't end there. Praise God. Hallelujah. That story doesn't end there. Thankfully, I am not in this fire alone. God is here too. My big daddy, Father God, is protecting me from the vultures trying to distract me from his purpose. Jesus is in here reassuring me that even when I am weak, he is strong. And he will never leave me nor forsake me. And of course, Holy Spirit is up in here and he is reminding me of truth and he's guiding me in making wise decisions. My sister, my brother, the struggle is real, but so is my God. Thank you, Lord. So I know I am confident that I will get through this test. I have already made the decision. And so it's just a matter of walking it out, right? And I choose the better way. I choose the better way. And even as I share this, I am sharing this because I have already decided to shift. I have decided that I'm going to turn with the God path and live in God's truth. So I have the victory. I have the victory. It just has to manifest in the natural realm, in the physical realm. I am committed to doing God's work and his work alone, despite what people think or say, no matter what they feel or do. And I may not know everything, but I know enough to know that it's better to walk alone with God than turn away from God's best to please people. 
So I spent a lot of time sharing where I am in my journey. And the reason that I did that is because I feel that it is very important for me to be as transparent as possible with you. You know, that that's the whole purpose of this podcast journey. God gave me this assignment and said that, you know, transparency, authenticity, vulnerability are a part of it, are interwoven in why I'm doing this. So I'm willing to be vulnerable and share where I'm at on my living, loved, and free journey. And my hope is that as I share, as you hear where I'm at, that you will be free from thinking that you have to be perfect. No, you don't have to be perfect, but you should be intentional about making progress one step at a time. So now that I've shared an update on my journey, I want to give you some guidance in applying the concept of only doing what you are responsible for. When deciding whether a work activity is your responsibility, one way to know is to ask yourself whether it fits your skill set or gifts. Paul tells the Romans, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then prophesy whenever you can, as often as your faith is strong enough to receive a message from God. And that is found in Romans 12, 6. Now, yes, this verse is talking about a spiritual gift of prophecy. However, this is not limited to what happens within a church building or the local congregation. Truth is, we should use our spiritual gifts everywhere, right? That's what God gave them to us for, to benefit other believers to benefit the kingdom of God, which does not just exist within a four walls. So you may be wondering if God only calls us to do things that we are good at, right? Because this verse talks about what your special ability is. And the short answer is no. (laughs) God calls us to fill needs and equips us to do so. So he could call you to do something in a particular season that's not necessarily something that you're naturally gifted to do or gift or naturally wired to do. So I'm not saying that everything that you're not wired or naturally able to do is not of God. What I am saying is when you are being asked to do something that you are not naturally gifted to do, it is very important, very imperative that you ensure it is coming from God and not just a human. And at the same time, even if it is something that it that you are good at, you still need to check that it's coming from God and not a human. But asking yourself whether the activity fits your skill set is one way to begin to decipher, is this God or is this this person just trying to fill a gap? Once again, I'm going to make my petition for intimacy with God. Intimacy helps you discern God's voice from the other voices around you. Like I've shared previously, you know, there are a lot of voices telling me you should do this, you shouldn't do that. 
And it's only because of my intimate relationship with God that I'm able to be still and listen for what he is saying and decipher what he is saying from what other people are saying. So if it's not God asking you to do the work, if it's not God asking you to do the work, accept the assignment, make the commitment, and you don't feel a peace about it, you should say no. Here's a disclaimer. <laughs> this does not give you a pass to get out of work on your job. I am not saying to tell your supervisor or boss that you are not going to do a task that falls within your reasonable scope of duties because God did not tell you to do it, okay? <laughs> Hear what I am saying and not what I'm not saying, please. <laughs> So let's dig a little deeper here with responsibility. Google.com defines responsibility as a state or fact of being accountable or to blame for something. Now, as with most things in life, responsibility has a good side and a bad side. On the good side, paying attention only to what you are responsible for ensures that when you have to answer for your assigned work, it will be done. It also means that you cannot be blamed for work that wasn't assigned to you because you would not have done that, right? Wouldn't life be awesome if all of us focused only on making sure our assignments are done excellently? Because then that means that you do what you're supposed to do and I do what I'm supposed to do and that way everything gets done. Nothing would be left undone. Sounds like a pretty great arrangement to me. Hmm, probably because it's God's idea, right? <laughs> so, you know, that would be great. It's not the way the world is currently set up, unfortunately. And so we get to see the bad side of responsibility. And the bad side of responsibility is that there is often imbalance. Some people take on way too much responsibility, while others don't take on enough. So what tends to happen is that the people with more responsibility get burnt out. And the saddest part is that the overly committed people are prone to take on everyone else's responsibilities to the detriment of their own responsibilities. Thus, the things that they are accountable for are not done or they're not done in excellence. And then they end up receiving blame for things that were not even supposed to be their responsibility. So check this out. Have you ever taken on a co-worker's duties and had to work doubly hard because it wasn't an area you were well-versed in? but you did your best anyway. So what ended up happening is that either the coworker took the credit for the good work or pointed the finger at you if the work wasn't up to standards. Meanwhile, your duties were neglected because you spent so much time on what was not your assignment. Okay, okay, I can hear you already. I can hear you saying, what about when the boss tells you to do the other person's job? Listen, I feel your pain on that one. And to be honest, I would love to give you an awesome response that would solve that issue. But given that it's a podcast <laughs> platform and I don't have the details of your situation, I could just sense in the spirit that there is that lingering question. I cannot really give you a specific answer right here in this format. However, I know somebody who can, 
and that would be God. God has a strategy for what you should do if you feel like your back is up against a wall. And you may be wondering how I know that. I know that because there is always a kingdom solution to any challenge you face. Only thing is that you have to seek it and apply it. Here's another scenario that you may have heard of or lived through. Your girlfriend is having problems in her marriage. You spend hours listening to her, being a shoulder for her to cry on, crying with her even, taking her out to cheer her up, giving her advice that you are certain is wise counsel. Because, I mean, like, that's what a good Christian friend does, right? Well, here's the thing. In the midst of all the emotions and all the venting and all the advice giving, you neglected to pray with her or give her space to spend time with God by herself so he can minister directly to her. So she never gets the supernatural comfort and divine wisdom she can only receive from God. And on top of that, while you were helping your friend, you were not spending much time with your husband or children. So nowadays, when you're at home, there's a lot of tension and you can't figure out why. It never even crosses your mind that it has anything to do with the time you spent with your friend. But let me ask you this. Who was nurturing your family while you were trying to rescue your friend. Helping a friend in need is admirable. However, you should always ask, what is my God-ordained role or assignment in her healing journey? Sometimes your help, believe it or not, can actually be harmful to the other person and to you. As Peter says in 1 Peter 4.10, When we use our special abilities to help others, it should be about passing on God's blessings. And the truth is, you are not passing on God's blessings if you are doing something he does not require of you. So now, let's wrap this up with some principles you can apply to your life. Even though a lot of people in churchdom like to give us rules to live by, rules are not God's top priority. God is more interested in having a personal relationship with you than in making sure you perfectly follow a long list of rules. In fact, God knows you will never be a perfect rule keeper. And this is why he sent Jesus to fulfill the law and provide a path for intimate relationship with him. So instead of giving you a bunch of rules for you to try and follow and not be able to, I'm just going to share some principles that I've learned about this topic. Because here's another thing that I've also learned. Life has many variables. Therefore, the only way to successfully navigate your path, your unique path, is to travel it with God. So the following principles that I'm going to share with you will help you stay accountable for what you are actually accountable for. Those principles are talk with God often throughout your day. 
get to know God better through studying his word with Holy Spirit. You will not get revelation from the word of God unless you invite Holy Spirit to give you revelation on it. Align with God's plan for each season of your life. Before God formed you, he created a blueprint of your entire life. Your life has seasons. Seasons have different lengths. Unlike the seasons in the earth, you know, where every March 21st is the beginning of spring. However, in life, we have different seasons that have varying lengths of time, right? And so you have to know what God is saying to you in each season and align with his plan for that season. Another principle is to trust that God knows what is best for you. As much as you think you may know what is best, you really don't. I know it may be hard to accept that. I've had to accept it. I still try to fight it sometimes, but it's true. God is the only one that knows what is best for you. And that leads right to the next principle. Obey God's instructions. Whatever they are, even if they're uncomfortable, obey God's instructions fully, not partly, fully. And to the best of your ability, obey immediately. Seek godly counsel from wise, mature believers when you need clarity. No matter how intimately connected you are with God, there are going to be times when you need other people to come alongside you and to help you get clarity. Because sometimes what we're going through is so heavy that we can't hear God clearly enough for ourselves, right? And the truth is that God created us to be in relationship. And one of the reasons that he wants us in relationship with other people is for us to have that iron sharpening iron experience, right? So as often as you need to seek godly counsel from wise, mature believers, whatever it is that you need, seek help. Don't be afraid or ashamed to ask for help. Be willing to ask for help. Be willing to spend the time that you need to get the help that you need and be willing to pay out of your resources when God leads you to. And my final principle that I want to share is be okay with giving holy yeses and holy noes. And and a holy yes will sometimes be very painful. God says to minister to your enemy who betrayed you and talk about you behind your back and kiss you to your face. And God says to you, give that person a hundred dollars or give that person a hug or call that person and say a prayer for them. That yes may hurt, but it's a holy yes because you know that that's what God told you to do. And then you have to be willing to give a holy no. And a holy no is saying no to a request that doesn't line up with what you hear God saying. If you are sure that God is telling you no, then if that's your mama, your best friend, your spouse, your true and true from way back when, and they asking you to do something that you're able and willing to do, but you hear God saying no, then you have to give your holy no. That's just the way it is, right? So those principles, once again, talk with God often throughout your day. 
that's formal prayer. That's just regular conversation. Get to know God better through studying his word with Holy Spirit. Align with God's plan for each season of your life. Trust that God knows what is best for you. Obey God's instructions immediately and fully. Seek godly counsel from wise, mature believers. Be okay with giving holy yeses and holy noes. And the final scripture that I want to share is from Proverbs 10, 4, which says, Idle hands make one poor, but diligent hands bring riches. Beloved child of God, I encourage you, I implore you to be diligent in the work God assigns you. And I want you to know that diligent is not hustling or grinding. I also encourage you to trust that when you excellently and steadily do the work God assigns you, God will ensure that you never lack. God has riches for his children that cannot be quantified in human terms. So trust in the truth that God will ensure that you never lack. And lastly, even though idle hands are frowned upon, I want you to know that proper rest for your body, soul, and spirit is absolutely necessary. So do not fall for the lie that resting is equivalent to being idle. It is not. Before I go, I want to let you know about an opportunity for you to learn more about the concepts I share today. For seven consecutive Saturdays, I'll be going more in depth with this material in our upcoming Harmony course. Each week, I will teach live on Zoom about getting to know God and yourself better. I'll also share the tools you need to live a less frazzled life. If you feel like the Energizer Bunny because you keep going and going and going. Maybe this harmony course is for you. God did not design you to live on three hours of sleep, nor does he require you to give so much of yourself away that you have nothing left for you or a personal relationship with him. Visit our website at pathwayteam242.org and click on the learn more button for more information about this life transforming harmony course. Listen, we upgrade our computers and our cell phones and even our wardrobe and cars. How about upgrading how you do life? The strategies I will be teaching have improved not only the quality of my life, but have also transformed the way my clients do life. Join us in this Harmony course and learn how to maximize your capacity, achieve true inner peace, and live a purposefully productive life. That is it for today. I pray that you are inspired to say yes to God's work for this season of your life and no to what he does not require you to do. You are responsible for what God has purposed for you and he will hold you accountable for the work he has for you to do. I was busy doing what they told me to do is not an acceptable excuse. So make sure you're doing what God has assigned you to do. 
as we close this episode, I want to let you know that we also have a written version of the podcast episode. So if you like to read or you learn better visually, please check out the blog post. The link is in the show notes. Lastly, if you have matters weighing on your heart and you would like my team to pray for you, please send me a private message with your prayer request. Until next time, God bless you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, where we equip kingdom women for loving relationships. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, like, or leave a comment with your feedback, or send us an email with your thoughts or questions at info at pathwayteam242.org. We also invite you to join our email community at pathwayteam242.org. And be sure to connect with Pathway or Carol Griffiths on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. The link to connect with us is in the show notes. I am Carol Griffiths, your freedom coach. Until next time, remember that you are free to be the whole healed helpmate God created you to be.